This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Adam, first time in the studio over here. So cool. <laughs> wow, this is re- Usually my studio is a parked car outside an Equinox. <laughs> all right, we're ready, Lewis. Okay. Welcome to the Hollywood Pipeline Podcast. I'm Dax Holt, and I am joined in studio by my buddy Adam Glenn, who is normally in New York. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to be in sunny LA, and it's good to be here with you, Dax. How are you, friend? I'm doing really well, dude. We got a big guest today. I'm I'm excited for this guest. This is the guy that first got me into celebrity news culture. I like. It was actually the first blog I think I actually Mm -hmm. read. Um, cause I didn't even know what blogs were and I think he was ahead of the bubble when it comes to blogs and then I became obsessed with his site. It's just, I found about, I found out about celebrity news on his site. I found about new musical artists on his site. He's the guy who got me into the celebrity craze. It was, it was honestly the first name I heard. So when I got into the industry and was working with extra and just entertainment shows, I remember going to a party once and someone was like, look over there. Do you know who that is? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. That's Perez Hilton. Perez and I was like, Hilton. Oh shit! I, and I had, and then it was like from then on, I I was like, now I've got the face behind this massive website. So welcome, Perez. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. And 15 years later, I'm still around. <laughs> crazy. It is crazy. It's, 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 yeah, that's a full-on generation. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, you've been around for so long. How do you, you know? But you've been around during interesting times. You know, how have you guys? Well, Perez, how has it been kind of changing over the years? You know, how? why do you think you've still been around and still doing well? Like, how has it, the longevity been? What's been the, the, the strategy to it? Yeah. I think the most important thing is you have to keep reinventing. You have to keep working hard. You can't take anything for granted. And you have to have good perspective and realize what sets you apart. And what sets me apart from now the very crowded space (laughs) that wasn't so when i started in 2004 back when i started there wasn't even a tmz yeah i was before for i think a whole year and i think my quick success inspired the birth of tmz uh i started in september of 2004 and god bless Within a few months, I was on TV. The, the the Insider, which isn't even around anymore, that TV show, which used to be the companion to Entertainment Tonight, they did a whole segment on Hollywood's most hated websites. And they hit me up within a few months of me starting my blog and said, hey, how would you feel if we include you in this? And would you be okay if we named you number one, the most hated website in Hollywood? <laughs> and And I said, well, I don't think I'm the most hated. I think people enjoy it. But if you're going to put me on TV on this list, I'd rather be number one than number two or number five. So for the longest time, I branded myself PerezHilton.com, Hollywood's most hated website. So as I said, not only is it a more crowded space, it's also even completely different 
because of this thing called social media, there was no Instagram back then. There was no Twitter. There was no YouTube. Facebook hadn't really popped. And the thing that sets my site apart and everything that I do is me. Nobody else has me. And over the years, it's become about global Perez, not just the website. It's about how can I entertain and inform on the website? How can I entertain and inform across social media? How can I entertain and inform creating videos? I have two YouTube channels. It's so freaking exhausting. How can I entertain and inform on my own podcast? And we're doing a live show. It's all about reaching your core audience and trying to get new followers as many different ways as possible. And you never know. This is one of the things that the 15 years in this industry have taught me is you never know what will spark something. My podcast had been growing steadily for a while, but in the last four weeks, we've had an increase of 25% per week in average listeners. Thank you, Khloe Kardashian. And all <laughs> it was so good for business. And, and my YouTube views have gone up a lot as well. So, uh, you know, I, I'm in this for the long haul. I look at somebody like a Joan Rivers or a Sharon Osbourne as inspiration to me. And I know I'm talented. I know people care about what I have to say. I know that I will always be working. And it's just about sticking around. It's, it's kind of like surfing. Are you a surfer, Dex? Or no, I mean, I've been, but not, not, oh, not looks like it. Other, that's the other, I think I've confused them. The other, the other teams. Yeah, we actually had Max on last right. week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let me. Ask, the yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I think it's just pretty cool. So your numbers are going up. So like, are you, once you hear like that Khloe Kardashian stuff go on and all that shit happens, like, are you like, yes, like it's like you want drama because drama is good for business essentially. Absolutely. I, I want even more drama. I'm waiting for some Kim and Kanye drama. No, I don't. I'm not. I don't I don't I don't wish anything negative towards yeah. them. But you're not going to complain when it happens. Oh, man, I'm going to ride that <laughs> so hard. I, I want to know, how did you get into this? Because like you said, you started up back in 2004. Obviously, no one else was really around at that point. Like what made you say I I'm good at this. I want to talk celeb and I can do a good job doing it. Where were you in life? Like what was going on? Back then I was working at a gay magazine. I was the senior editor. I think they're still around. It's such a wild space. I mean, even magazines going out of business or going digital only. Um, I believe that the magazine I used to work for is digital only. Now there used to be a print compart, uh, uh, part of it as well. Uh, it's called instinct. And I just discovered the world of blogs, which preceded Instagram or YouTube. Had I discovered that first, had I been a few years younger, it may have looked and been very different. Uh, but there was this one service, which I think still exists, called Blogspot or Blogger. And it just seemed appealing to me. I'm like, wow, I'm a tech idiot. I don't know anything about anything. And it made communicating to the world simple. I'm like, oh, I can do this. I click a few buttons, I can customize the template. That's not scary to me. Had it been a difficult process, had I needed to code or this or that or whatever, I probably wouldn't have done it. 
But I think the fact that I am not a tech person, that I am an entertainer and that I that have that kind of brain really helped me to, to set me apart. And I also, you know, right away, I, I didn't want to do what most other people were doing back then that had blogs. Back then it was very much a, a journal or first person. Oh, I went on a date and my date was bad or this or that or the other. I, I knew right away I always want to talk about celebrities because I've always been fascinated by them. But what, what what made it take off? Because you're this is the time, like you said, before Twitter, before Instagram, where it's not that easy to make a household name out of a blog. So what was it? Was there a certain story or event that really kind of got a lot of people's attention? I would say that my whole approach is what got people's attention because prior to me – the overall um, way that the media spoke about celebrities was kind of the People magazine approach, which was to be re- very uh, reverential. We, you know, the celebrities are gods, and and then I, here comes Perez first, drawing a dick on your face, and boom, blew up. Yeah, <laughs> and not not only was the way that I spoke about celebrities different, but also the way that I interacted and treated my readers. I, you know, I really viewed them and still consider them. Well, actually now it's more so back then I considered them friends. Now I really consider them family because they're people that have supported me and stuck by me for 10 plus years, 14 years, 15 years. And just the, the whole vibe of it, I think it felt different and it felt dangerous and it felt exciting for people what did you like when you walk into a room now let's say even back then were people scared of you especially going to like a party or a gala whatever were people like oh Perez Hilton's there like are they afraid that you're gonna report there or you're there just trying to look for gossip or dirt how is how do people treat you when you go into these Hollywood events then and now um uh I don't know you'd have to ask them I I, I I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like, for- I would say, I would say that you know perceptions have changed over the years for some, and then others still hate me and won't invite me to an event. But I don't care. I also am not going to as many events as I used to. I got three kids now, and I wake up really early every morning, and I'd rather be in bed early. <laughs> Well, yes. I was going to say, like, Which never happened. people have always I asked me that, like working at TMZ and stuff. And it was funny how I would say there's people out there that want to pretend that they hate it, but inside they actually love it. And they're the ones, the celeb calling you to the side being like, hey, I really love your work, but they won't publicly acknowledge it. I'm assuming you've had a lot of those people as well, right? Yeah. Although, honestly, most of the time these days I get celebrities or a random entertainment people or, 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 or my readers or friends, as I call them, or family, uh, people saying, oh, I, I love your kids or I love seeing you as a dad or I love this or I love that. So it's, it's, you know, it's great to show people that I'm a real human being and grow and evolve and, and be authentic. Yeah. What was the one story? Like when you started doing Perez Hilton, what was the first story that you did that almost maybe crashed the site that g- gave you the, the biggest traffic? Do you remember that story? Of course. Back then, I was obsessed with, as were many people, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. I nicknamed them Brangelina. You're the one. That was you. You're the one to give the nickname. 
Wow. Yeah, that really caught on. <laughs> a little <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> and I was the first outlet online, on print, anywhere. I was the first to publish photos of Brad and Angie as a couple. The staged photos they took in Africa on the beach. And that's a funny story how I got that. You know, back in the day when I didn't know better, when it was the wild, wild west, when I was new to everything, I used to do a lot of things I don't do anymore, like use paparazzi photos and not pay for them. <laughs> yeah. Now I... Now, now that doesn't happen, uh, but back then, I, I've always just been lucky to, when I started blogging, I was already living in Los Angeles, so I had friends that were in the industry, and I luckily got a lot of followers, readers, fans, whatever you want to call them, that were industry people, and I got a lot of connections and sources quickly. So one of my sources was this guy who used to work at one of the celebrity magazines in the UK. And things were so different back then. Now, if a paparazzi agency has a big photo exclusive, they'll send you a password protected link so you can preview it on their site and their small images and they have their logo all over it. Back then, the agencies would email the media outlets, and the full-on photos, high-res and everything, and you would look at them and you'd make a bid. Well, the one magazine that my friend worked for didn't get the photos, and they weren't even going to be online. They were sold for a print publication, so it was still going to be a few days. My friend emailed me the photos that his magazine ended up not publishing, and I published them. Oh, my and God. And then it crashed my website. Wow. And, uh, it got me in some hot water. I was going to say, oh did, did they come after you? They did and others did. I, I, you know, I try not to be consumed by regret, but I didn't know better. <laughs> and actually, you know, my, when you're young, you really, what's that piss vinegar? I don't even know the expression, but you don't care. Now I am money obsessed. Every little pet, every single dollar I want to keep and I want to make even more because I have three kids that depend on me. And my mom, I also support her as well. And she lives with me, too. Back then, if I wasted ungodly amounts of money on lawsuits, I was like, I don't care. I'll just make more money in the future. Now, the last thing I want is to get sued. So I make sure that I'm doing everything possible to clearly not post paparazzi photos but also everything is so carefully worded and vetted and mm -hmm. for example even this week not that she would sue me i don't think she would sue me but i also you know i take i take pride in what i do and i want to be accurate and correct earlier this week i got a scoop from a source that britney spears and her boyfriend have broken up and i could not get it confirmed and of course the publicist didn't respond back. He did when I said, hey, do you still rep Britney? And he's like, yeah, what's up? And I said, well, I'm hearing that Britney and Sam have called it quits. He's like, oh, well, I haven't heard that, but let me look into it for you. And then he never got back to me. And then I sat and I waited and I waited. I'm like, well, fuck it. I, I'm just going to run this as a speculative and straight up saying, this is just a rumor. I don't know if this is true, <laughs> but before I might have just gone with like, oh, sources are telling me this. 
I would have maybe presented it more as my sources say this. Now, I don't, I don't even care if it's a good, unless I'm hearing it from the publicist or the manager, because other sources, it may be true, but, and th that's the thing about the law. Even if you're right, a celebrity could still sue you. Yeah. And I don't want to, don't you don't want to deal with it. No. It's, yeah. It sucks. Is that suck? It does yeah. it. Does it? Do you hate that you have to deal that way now? That that's what you have to do, even though you know the truth. You still have to go through the manager, the publicist, what they publicly want out. But you know the truth. Does that does that piss you off? Everything pisses me off. <laughs> even, having to, even having to respond to a lawyer, because legally, if you get a legal letter from a celebrity. You can't respond yourself. Oh, I need to talk to your lawyer about it. I'm like, let me just deal with you myself, bitch. I don't want to be charged <laughs> $300 an hour to have my lawyer fucking respond to you. So, but, you know, it, it's COB, the cost of CODB, the cost of doing business, and it is what it is. But thankfully, that that happens very seldomly these days. I, I got to know, what do, what do you feel like has been the absolute highlight of your career? Because I know you've done some big things. You've been in Rihanna's music video. You've opened up Britney Spears' tour. You've helped launch Lady Gaga's career. Like, what do you feel is the highlight at the end of the day? I would say the highlight of my career is transcending what I do and becoming a brand that is larger than just one thing which I think has helped with my longevity and will continue to help me. I mean, I, I, it's, I still pinch myself that I've been on two TV shows that have celebrity in the title. I was on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK, and I did America's Worst Cooks Celebrity Edition for the Food Network here in America. So a lot of people may like to hate on me, but I am technically a celebrity, and <laughs> it's still... It still makes me giggle and laugh and be so appreciative that I have been able to achieve what I have by talking about celebrities. And along the way, I've been able to show people different sides of myself. I've been doing acting and I used to be on AMP radio in Los Angeles every day for years. And now I've got the podcast. I've done theater. So, you know, it's 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 fun being Perez Hilton, even if I I, I come with a lot of baggage. <laughs> Who was, who was like, you know, with the site and stuff, and I think it's really interesting that you were like the first people, as far as, far as Perez Hilton, uh, but before I even get to this, how many people work for you or is in your staff currently? Not that many. I have less than 10. One of them is my sister who helps me run everything. And then a lot of people just part-time. I got somebody that helps on the weekends. I got somebody that helps us, two people that help with social media. So it's it's really not big you, at all. Are you still writing a lot of stories yourself? Yeah, I mean I'm obsessive. I'm so hands-on writing, editing, tweaking um, and everything else I'm doing and every and my own social media as well. The website has its own social media which I have my website social media team handle cuz life sometimes gets in the way. So if people want the latest breaking stuff, they should follow Hello, Perez Hilton. But if I'm driving my kids to school in the morning and then I go to gym right afterwards, that's like almost three hours in the morning that I'm gone. I used to have a lot of pressure about that. I'm like, ah! but that's why a few years ago I said, you know what? We just have to separate the social media accounts. And so everything that's coming from mine, I'm there 
tweeting it myself, uploading the video myself, Instagrams, everything I do myself. So I don't get much sleep, but I still, 15 years later, love what I do and I want to continue to work until I die. Basically, uh, I, I was having a conversation with a friend and it's a catch 22, right? I am super honest. I work because I don't have FU money in the bank. If I had FU money in the bank, even then, I don't think I would retire. I would probably do things differently. I'd probably feel comfortable going on vacation and really going on vacation and not checking anything or working at all. When I was on vacation, now if I go on vacation, I'm still working. <laughs> like working and and for me, working while on vacation means I only worked five or six hours that day instead of 12 hours. Um, but yeah, I. I I view working as a necessity, but also a selfish act because my kids every year they get older and when they're 18, all of them and out of the house or in college and still living with me, then what? I want to, I, I can't take 18 years off the workforce. You got to work. Then yeah. I won't be able to, then I won't, well, I, I want to, cause then in 18 years, if I take a break of 18 years, I'm not going to get hired by anyone or be able to do anything. Yeah. You got to work. I, I want to know how much being a dad has changed your outlook on life or even on celebrity. Sure. It, on my website, I've implemented that no kids policy. So mm -hmm. I won't post paparazzi photos of children on my site. I'll only post pictures that the celebrities share themselves on social media or if they go to an event that's a uh, a red carpet event, a premiere, whatever, where, where celebrities know that their kids are going to be photographed and they understand that. Uh, but I, I made a change before I even had children to be more positive and, and, and do things differently than before. Having kids just changed me as a human for the better and for the worse, <laughs> both. <laughs> Having kids gave me anxiety. I did not have anxiety before I had children. <laughs> Probably got a lot more sleep then too. Who? Um, not that much more. <laughs> <laughs> have over the years, which celebrity called you after you did a story about them and gave you the hardest time? Oh gosh, it happens all the time. <laughs> um, it even just happened recently. But I and I would have shared that example, but she asked me to be off the record. Mm. So I can't, um, but it happens all the time. It's, it it's just happens. used to it. Do, do you ever get afraid? Like you're like, I got to imagine you have a lot of celebrity friends and you get a story and you're like, God, do I run this because my, this well, person I'll, be pissed off at me or well, do I just go fuck it? Cause this is my website and this, they know that this is what I do. Well, I'm grateful that this one person reached out to me instead of having her lawyer reached out to me, so that was good. Oh, it could have been scary, yeah. Um, but I used to think back in the day that I had celebrity friends, and now I realize, no, they were never really, I mean, they, we might have been friendly, we might have been friends, but it wasn't a genuine friendship in that there was always a level of inequity, either them using me or me using them, Whereas I would imagine that a real true friendship is not about using each other. It's about the opposite. It's about being there for each other and celebrating each other through the highs and lows. 
So now I, I, I keep celebrity friendships at arm's length. And the ones that I maybe do consider friends, they're the ones that I don't talk about regularly. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you, who's the biggest name you have in your phone? I have everybody on my phone. In my phone. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, some of them probably have changed their numbers. I don't know if Lady Gaga's number is the same. We should try, but actually. Um, you know. <laughs> do you, do you, what, what is your status with her at this point? Because I know that you guys were like so close and then kind of fell out, but then like, where are you guys at now? I wish her the best. And I mean, we're not friends, but I wouldn't say we're enemies. Yeah. I would say you were part of one of the people that put her on I the know. map. Yeah, I feel proud more than anything. I, I was like, wow, I saw something in her at the very beginning, and it's been awesome to watch her win an Academy Award and mm. all of these things. But he did put her on the uh, map. He, he totally he did. did. And you were I the remember, one giving her love before anyone else was giving her well, love. I remember that my uh, my sister-in-law had the Lady Gaga book a long time ago, and there was an entire chapter devoted to Perez. That's cool. Because she was so fortunate, oh, wow. or she was so happy with everything, so But whatever. that's, he's, she's oh. not the only artist. Actually, Perez introduced me to uh, a musician, which I actually met him in New York, and I went up to him and was like, I found, and I actually told him, I said, I learned about you from Perez Hill, and I think his name was Josh Hutchinson? No, uh, uh, Eric Hutchinson. Eric, Eric Hutchinson, sorry, Eric Hutchinson. He's a yeah, guitar yeah. player. And I went up to him, I said, dude, I first heard about you from Perez Hill, and he couldn't give a shit about me, but he, uh, <laughs> but you were the one who introduced me to him. I, and I said that to him, I was like, dude, and you, uh, honestly, because Perez liked an artist I would actually become a fan of them and that's that's how much pull you had like it was like if Perez likes them that means they must be the next big star or they're onto something really special that's you know you were you were like I don't know you were you were good you're good man <laughs> thank you I, I I still love music and love sharing new music I'll have artists c come and perform in my backyard which is awesome uh, so yeah, I, I'd love to do more in the music space as well, whatever that may be. Who do you feel like is the next big upcoming star right now? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that I love, but the, the music world is so different now because, well, mainly because of Ariana Grande. Mm -hmm. She's on radio so much that she is making it hard for other artists to get played. Like they play her so much, there's only so few slots. It's hard to make a superstar. When you look back at the last couple of years in terms of artists, the only real other superstar or breakout act is Halsey. Uh, we're not generating as many as we used to. I, I like Ava Max. I, uh, I'm excited to see what she continues to do and grow and evolve. Just recently, there's this um, band I shared called Winnetka Bowling League. I like all kinds of music. That Ava Max is very pop. Winnetka Bowling League is kind of, is kind of like a modern day Weezer. Yeah. So bros will, will, will dig them. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned that thing about Ariana Grande and Halsey. Do you feel like there's some sort of political show busy type thing that they're forcing artists like Halsey and Ariana Grande down our throats? Like, because there's so, they keep playing their songs and they can't get, a new artist can't get the radio time that they need. Like, they're just, the the the, the industries, the power people are like, no, you're going to listen to Ari more Ariana Grande or Halsey. Do you, I mean, you're in the business. Do you think that's how, does it work like that, that with publicists? Is that how it, it works? 
No, it works that way because they're being streamed well and it's researching well. So people want to listen to it. I just don't know if they want to listen to them so often because radio doesn't play that many different songs. I, I'm all for variety. Hey, do you know much about this uh, this girl? What's her name? It's like Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Eilish. Yeah. She has yeah. that song, oh, the yeah. gay song, right? Yeah. So she's like, I, I had no idea who this girl was. Yeah. And then her fan base is insane, like crazy. Oh, I love her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, feel- I, I, I wasn't even going to mention her because she's already huge. Yeah. But I, I'm literally she, like, I had no idea who she was, and then I like follow. I went to on her Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl's got 14 million followers. Yeah, <laughs> I have no, no idea she's who a monster. She is. She, she, well, so the the cool thing is, she you know, there's a lot of artists or or Instagram people that have a lot of followers who then do music as well. It happened for her the other way around. She didn't get a large Instagram following and 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 did music. She got a large Instagram following because of her music. She's a musician first and is amazing. I love her. What's your relationship? I know I keep like I'm, – I'm so fascinated with you and your career and what you do. Um, and what is your relationship with publicists? Do they like you? Do they hate you? Do they fear you? What is it? Maybe all of the above. Um, you know, I deal with them. I, I – uh, uh, maybe the personal reps are the ones that don't like me. But <laughs> I deal great with music publicists and um, other – People like TV and film publicists trying to get us to post clips or this or that or the other. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm only going to do whatever I want at the end of the day. I, I don't really believe in favors. Yeah. Uh, unless unless it's somebody that I that is a really good friend and is asking for a real favor. And I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> Where do you see the future of this industry going? Because the photos, like paparazzis aren't making money the ones like the way they once did, you know? And then, you know, you see like that these photos are just going for super cheap and obviously with the success of TMZ, but then, you know, even TMZ is kind of slowing down in some aspects. I feel like as Daily as Mail has been like I mean, they I, I think publish more than anyone else they, out there. They pay they buy everything. What do you see the future of this? tabloid industry where it's going who's the leader right now like where do you see it going is is everyone just trying to figure it out is that where is that the part we're at right now i clearly don't see it going anywhere if anything i just see it continuing to move more and more to video video is where it's at but not video on tmz.com on the tmz player you've got to be doing video on youtube and on facebook facebook video is doing very well as well and you can monetize video on facebook also you can even monetize video on twitter but they suck i got i got de- i got flagged they they consider my content to risque, which is From totally Twitter? fine. They, they allow porn on Twitter. Yeah, what the hell insane. is wrong with your stuff? It's disgusting shit. They'll let me post the video. They just won't let me get monetized for it. Because mm. I talk about scandal and this, that, or the other. They're hypersensitive. On, on YouTube, I could talk about the same scandal in a PG way. I don't curse, none of that. And thankfully, I can make money off those videos and Facebook too. So... But yeah, I see video continuing to be a big trend. Um, video and uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if a lot of the outlets will be around in ten years. I mean, 
like I mentioned earlier, that TV show The Insider uh, went away last year, I believe. Extra and Access Hollywood are both going through rebrands this year. And maybe one of the rebrands won't work and they might go away too. I mean, that's the thing about things. They keep changing and evolving always. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You've been around in Hollywood for a long time. You've been a staple in Hollywood. You've been a, a powerful person in Hollywood. Of all the years so far that you've been really in the game, who's been your best celebrity experience from meeting them and got to hang out with them? You just had an amazing time with them. And who's been your worst celebrity experience? I would say my best celebrity experiences always had to do with Madonna because she's my number one ultimate of all time. I grew up idolizing her. So when she even knew who I, the first time when she knew who I was, that I was alive and sent me a video that blew my mind. That's so cool. That's really cool. Then, then she wanted to meet me and she met me backstage before one of her shows. Then she invited me back the next night to her show and sat me in the front row and gave me the microphone and had me sing with her. Oh my God. So cool. Now it, it was so. Did you feel mind blowing? So now looking back, do you feel that she was using you, or do you feel like that was a genuine, like she was appreciative of your love for her? I think it was maybe both, but she could tell, you know, that I'm a huge Madonna fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you get through it through Guy O'Siri? Did he help you kind of built in, or did no, he reach it out? Was through her publicist, her former publicist, Liz Rosenberg. Okay. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's got to be a really cool thing. And how about your worst, like someone you're a fan of that when you met them, it just didn't really go your way. Like you wish it was just a better experience. I mean, I've had that. So, I mean, there's been numerous of people you wish it was just a cooler experience. Like when actually it's so weird, Dax, I wanted to meet Chuck Norris and for some reason he was not cool at all, you know? <laughs> and I know that's not cool, but it's just like young kids like, oh, here's an 80 star. I wanted Chuck Norris to be awesome. He wasn't Chuck Norris. Is there one person like you just wish it was a better encounter? Um. <clears throat> Even the bad encounters I love because they give, <laughs> me, love it. They give, they give me a story. Um, I, I remember Roseanne once wrote uh, the, on, on social media that she wanted to kidnap me and take me to her farm in Hawaii and say that I was trespassing so that she could shoot me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> – <laughs> fucking rough. And that's so, that's wow. interesting. That's so gnarly. Seems like something she would do because she just likes being in the headlines too is what I feel. She'll say crazy shit just to get people to pick up a story on her. Huh, well, you know what's interesting? What do you think was been the success to, you know, you were part of the reason why, I wouldn't say part of the reason, but, you know, some of the reason why Kim Kardashian became Kim Kardashian, you know, kind of really exposing her. You know, how's your interactions with the Kardashians over the years? How is that? I mean, you've seen the growth to what they are, to the, the megastars they are. You know, how have you, tell me about your experiences with them and how you've seen them grow. Um, I really enjoyed them when they first started and I still enjoy them because they play the game and they like being talked about. They give me material. But what I liked about them at the beginning, you know, their mega fame and mega success changed that because they're so obscenely wealthy now that it's changed their entire worldview um, and it's changed them to the core. I think for the worse, 
uh, fame and, and, and money doesn't always change people for the worse, but in their instance, it has. The, at the beginning, they, were, they felt relatable. They felt like the antithesis, the, uh, the, the, they, they felt like the, the new family next door. You know, the family next door doesn't look like they used to. It's not Paris Hilton, it's Kim Kardashian. But now, you know, it's, it's, it's all about selling crap and it's, it's kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, but they sell drama too. And I love drama. I mean, have you ever seen a family do a better job at being able to stay relevant for so long? I mean, I, I, I look at them and I think there's no one in this entertainment industry that has been able to parlay what they have done and to continue it and keep stories in the media every single day and have storylines for their show. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly impressed with them. Well, the reason why is, as you mentioned, it's a family. There's more than one people person. So, you know, Paris Hilton came and went. Unfortunately, we're not talking about her at all anymore. And it's because she's one person. The Kardashian Jenners are sick, are seven, including Kris Jenner. And there's so many possibilities there. And then you're going to have and their ch- kids grow up, and, and then we're going to have their stories. There's going to be stormy uh, reports. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, hey, tell me about your your podcast, because I know you, you've got this podcast with Booker. How did that start? I'm up? a huge fan of Booker. Listen, a Booker, as a guy who grew up in New York, Booker had a radio show across from Howard Stern, and Booker, the two of you guys together, it's just it's a good team. Booker's a he's a radio star. He really is. He's so good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we have fun. We've been doing our podcast now for four years. It's a, a long time, and we're super consistent every single week. And what I enjoy about it is we don't have any guests. <laughs> so it's just the two of us hearing each other talk, which I love hearing myself talk, and I love hearing <laughs> him talk as well, even though some t- most a lot of the time he infuriates me. But I think also what makes our concept different our podcast is usually when you have podcast co-hosts it's people that are like-minded individuals talking about their shared common interest he and i are talking about our shared common interest pop culture but we're not like-minded individuals we approach everything from polar opposite points of view Uh, every once in a while we'll agree but the thing that I really, really love is that it's not put on. Neither of us are acting. We're not playing roles. It's just re- really who we are. Interesting. And you, you had said earlier you guys have like a live show coming up or something? Yes. We're doing a live podcast recording. If you guys are in Los Angeles or will be here or want to fly out for it or drive out for it, Saturday, April 6th at the iconic comedy store on sunset in Los Angeles at 6 PM. And because I'm a control freak and, uh, I like, and I, and I like to assume that not your listeners or the two of you, but a lot of people are stupid. I like to make things, <laughs> easy. I, I like to make things easy. So I, I have a custom URL. You can go to Perez for more information on our live show. And in a similar note, you can go to PerezPodcast.com just to listen to the show. So PerezTour.com for info and tickets for our live show on Saturday, April 6th, and PerezPodcast.com to check us out. Awesome. Well, you know, I got to say thank you so much for coming on today, Perez. I mean, 
really. I feel that you have been such a big part of entertainment, especially my career starting off, you know, I 14 years ago, you were already on top of your game, so I've kind of followed you and seen uh, how you've transitioned over the years, and I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I'm today. a fan, man. It's uh, yeah, you're just uh, you're a, you're a legend in the game, and you've honestly you've you've you really you're the one who got me kind of first kind of hooked into slow. I had. This is going to sound crazy. I knew so much about celebrities that I had to prove to girls I'm straight, and I knew it all from your site. You know? I like, no, 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 no. I swear I'm straight. I just, I read Prince Hilton, and it was just, I love the site. It was just so good. Thank you. Well, keep up what you're doing. Uh, I know that in addition to your podcast, you guys have got the YouTube going, so that's smart. Are you uploading your videos on Facebook, too? Oh, yeah. We got, we got it all going, man. People can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Everywhere, and then just the Hollywood Pipeline. And I gotta send you some of my interviews, dude. I got my interviews on the street. How do I get them? To, how do I get my videos on the site? I'm a paparazzi. I got videos for you. I'm trying to give you content. Not even trying to oh charge my you. God, I normally hate that kind of content. Oh but fuck! <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things I used to hate about whenever I would watch the TMZ show. It's like they put up so many D-listers and Z-listers just because they got them on video. And I'm yeah. like, I don't give a crap about this. Z-lister or D-lister. I want to hear about the people that I care about. Yeah. No, I always – No, I'm I'm sorry. Go on. I was listening to you. And the other thing that I always found so annoying about the TMZ TV show is – She's like, and Dax (laughs) talking. No, 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 no. (laughs) Not you. Just the way that it was produced. I take what I do so seriously. And I love what I do. And I believe that I can, you can be entertaining without turning it into a farce. I, I just hated how stupid slapsticky it was. Do you remember that TV show that's not around anymore? It used to be on VH1. It was called Best Week Ever. Sure, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like the whole TMZ show copied so much of Best Week Ever. I never even thought sound, about that. From the sound effects to everything – uh, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I gotta say though, from in the office, we worked really hard on that. So. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. Go on. Uh, <laughs> he was out of the office. Yeah, I don't care. But in but there, I, you know what it is? I, I, some of my videos, like, I don't care what Dr. Oz thinks about the Odell Beckham trade. You know, I don't care. You know, like, it's some people's opinions I don't need to hear. However, sometimes it's a good celebrity and it's like fun stuff. So it depends on the certain situation. You know, like, I, I, sure. I agree with you on a lot of that stuff. It's, I don't give a shit what, some Mackay uh, Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer. <laughs> well, Pfeiffer has to say about uh, Trump. Like, it's okay. I, I, he could keep his opinion to himself. I just, it doesn't, it's not going to change my opinion. It's not going to, I don't care. But I agree with you, bud. Well, I'll give you my info when we stop recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate it. All brother. right. Well, thank you, Perez. I appreciate it. Thank you, Adam, for being in studio this week. It's been fun. It's, dude, it's been great to be here, man. It's good to be here in LA. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. See ya.